Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There we go. It would be nice to turn the microphone on this morning. Welcome into First Take. Steve Geller along with Charlie Long. Cullen Steele running things behind the glass, making sure keeping me on track. And, man, I thought we had an early start, Mikey D. You had another one uh, early yesterday and even had post-game action. How you doing uh, coming off that uh, LSU victory? Yeah, I'm better today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, uh, you listen, when you win – no yeah. matter how you do it, that, that that's the name of the game. Oh, it doesn't matter how pretty or aesthetic it is. It's always about a W when you can do it on the road. Man, again, what a great performance by Jaden Daniels. <laughs> I mean, uh, man, just the, you don't have enough superlatives to talk about, you know, him putting that team on his back. And, um, you know, he just a great job on the road. And it's tough to win, and it's even tougher when you got to do it on the road. And the Saints will have that task today. We have not seen that type of quarterback play from the Saints or even their opponents this season, Mike. Uh, going into this one against the Patriots, uh, Mac Jones has had his struggles, even got benched last game in favor of Bailey Zappi. Uh, what have you seen from Mac? What's been his problem in you know getting adjusted to the pro game? I thought he had a decent rookie season. No, he had a good rookie season, really did. Uh, Mac, you know, his final season at Alabama, and then his rookie season, he played with an air of confidence. He was very decisive on where he wanted to go with the football. He was, uh, I think, a really good step up in the pocket and then made a strong throw. There was not a lot of hesitancy uh, in his throws. Uh, today, he's a totally different guy. And we've seen in the last year and a quarter him sort of regress with that. Um, he does not play with a sense of confidence. Uh, almost, he's got some Ryan Tannehill in him. I guess maybe the best way to put it where, man, Tannehill at his best, you know, he's, he's pretty good. But at his worst, he's awful. And, and that's what you've seen from Mac Jones, that he's got that almost throw like, it's like a yo-yo. Like, he wants to pull it back sometimes. The other bad habit, and I've seen him do it 
and he did it against the Cowboys three or four times, and yet I've seen him do it earlier in the season. He walks right into the teeth of a pass rush. I never saw him do that before. Uh, almost like he doesn't have a good feel for where pressure is coming from, and he walks right into it. And one thing with him, his throws out to the sidelines have a tendency to hang up in the air a little bit. <laughs> the Cowboys made him pay the price for doing that. So on those bad throws, you got to come down with it. you got to make him pay the price. But come on, your defensive line here, Dave, this is a spot where you got to get better. And stop the run is always first and foremost, always. But you got to be able to put pressure on Mac Jones and not let him get in that groove and get any sort of confidence throwing the football. Every team has had a guy that they get better against you. Uh, but Saints can't let that happen today. Mike, we've talked about it before. It seems like the way the NFL is trending, teams really love getting their young quarterbacks a star receiver, and that helps them just develop even further. You look at Josh Allen with Stephon Diggs. You look at Jalen Hurts with A.J. Brown. You look at Tua with Tyreek Hill. The Patriots didn't really do that with Mac Jones, and I want to get your thoughts on their receiving core because, I mean, I guess their biggest name that they went out and signed as far as a weapon goes was like Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, outside of that, they have Devontae Parker, who's kind of a first-round bust, and then Kendrick Bourne, who's been uh, playing pretty well. But what are your thoughts on their receiving core that the Patriots didn't really address in the offseason, and it obviously hasn't helped Mac's development? Yeah, you're right about that, Charlie. Uh, they've never been a team. And, man, uh, as great a coach as Belichick has been throughout the years, man, he's had some colossal misses on on early-round pick receivers. He really has. Uh, you know, his big hit was Gronk at tight end. Man, that, that, that was you, – you struck oil there big time uh, with that. But he's a tight end. The receiving core – you know, they did go out and get Randy Moss, and, and he had a nice run with it. But I think it does go to show you the quarterback makes the coach and the receivers look a lot better. He was a lot better coach when he had Tom Brady. Uh, and, yeah, again, we sort of see it. We see it here with Drew Brees. You know, he made a lot of millionaires, and, and so did Tom uh, throughout his life. Uh, they made people – millionaires because of their play and, and they were able to elevate them. Their receiving core is above, you know, it's maybe an average group at best. Every once in a while you see an above average performance. It's not great. Really where they want to get the football to is to the tight end. That has always been part of a Belichick sort of scheme. And it was certainly with Tom when he was there, that they wanted to get the football to the tight end over the middle. They felt it opened up avenues off to the edges when you were able to do that. And uh, so, you know, their receiving core is nothing to write home about. Uh, and occasionally they make some big plays, but it's so inconsistent because they've gotten away from really what made them so good for years. One, they don't have Brady anymore. Secondly, they were always a very effective running team. No matter who was that running back, they were able to run the football. And I think the third piece of the puzzle is they always had really good tight ends. 
they had tight ends that could get downfield and move the chains and then hit the big play. Uh, that's And they've signed a bunch of them uh, throughout the last four or five years, Hunter Henry being one of those guys. And so they've really gotten away from that. The, the edge receivers has always been sort of uh, another piece of the puzzle. And they were sort of the team that came up with this concept of that slot receiver. You know, they, they had Julian Edelman for years. And before that, they had other guys that, that filled that role. It's not quite the same anymore. But again, and those receivers sometimes look good because of the guy throwing them the football. Mike, you mentioned that tight end position. Uh, obviously, Hunter Henry, a uh, guy out of Arkansas, had some decent, you know, outings when he first started with the Chargers. And his first year in New England was really impressive. I think it was nine touchdowns. And after after that, though, it's kind of been very middling. Uh, I guess it has to do, although, like you mentioned, who's throwing you the football over there, too. But Hunter Henry, what have you seen out of him that you like? Man, I've always been a Hunter Henry fan, really have. Uh, he was terrific high school tight end, number one tight end in the country. Everybody thought he was going to go to Alabama, and he ends up going to Arkansas. That wasn't a team noted for throwing the football a lot to the tight end. But, man, he stood out. Real athletic, catches the ball well in a crowd. He knows how to get his body between a ball and a defender. And he's always been, I would say, solid as a blocker. He's never noted for that, but he's solid in that category. But what he can do is he can stretch the middle of the field. And he's sort of a, one of the kind of first of a breed now we see all along is like a, a big wide receiver playing tight end because he can catch the football so well. Uh, so I do know that, you know, with Mac, he's the security blanket. He's the guy that he looks for if he's in trouble to get him the football to Hunter Henry. But he's was really signed to be a key cog here with the Patriots. He has not been that other than year one, where he was a big part of their attack. And I think with this constant changing of offensive coordinators and philosophies and everything else, you know, Bill's a defensive-oriented coach. And, you know, he sort of lets that offense be run by the guy he puts in charge. Some of that has been in a constant uh, change with the Patriots on what they want to be identity-wise. I'm going to ask both of you, what what identity do the Patriots have today? A strong defensive team that doesn't have any kind of an offense, Mike. (laughs) Bingo. Uh, Okay, and so that reflects on the head coach. Isn't that sort of what we see here with the Saints? Uh, tell tell me one thing they can really hang their hat on. And the Saints got better weapons offensively than what the Patriots do. So you got to be able to figure it out somewhere along the line. And um, I think that's the key for either team today. You, you got to be able to come up with something that works for you. And it's been a struggle for both clubs to find that real identity on who you want to be and what you want to do. And the guys you're paying a lot of money to, they got to step it up. You can draw up all those plays in the world, but it's the guys out in the field making plays. Mike, kind of going back to what you were saying earlier about Mac, kind of going back to what you were saying earlier about Mac Jones, 
looking at this Patriots offense specifically, it hasn't just been the turnovers that they've had. It's been how costly the turnovers have been. Mac is thrown as what you like to call, and I love this term, the lollipop throws that turn into pick sixes. He's had two pick sixes, a scoop and score this season. The Patriots are minus five in turnover differential through the first four weeks, which is fifth worst in the entire NFL. I, I think that this is a key statistic for the Saints defense to force some of those big takeaways. And with how the Patriots offense has been playing so far this year, some of those big takeaways could turn into scores. Yeah, you know, it's man, it's a bad habit with Mac uh, to put up, you know, throws that I'm talking about easy interceptions. <laughs> I'm not talking about you. You got to fight the ball if you're dropping it. Uh, so, man, that's a bad habit. And, and I'm just telling you, once you get into that rut, it's difficult to get out. It's really difficult. And you can see now this game for Mac Jones is not about his physical talent anymore. It's between his ears. And, you know, it's about figuring out a way to make it work with what you have around you. But Mac has thrown some awful throws. I'm talking benched. about really bad throws out there. And so uh, my thing to do is to not let him sort of get better on you. Don't be the elixir, okay, for him. Get after him and put a lot of pressure on him. And the other thing about the Patriots, uh, and they do it well defensively, but I think it's a key part for the Saints' defense to tackle well in the open field. Okay, if a guy's got to play downfield and it's five yards, just make sure it's not 15. Uh, that is something Rick Venturi, you know, for many years, well, when uh, Bill was in Cleveland, uh, Rick was the linebacker's coach uh, for Belichick. And he would always say about, hey, I'm good with giving up the five yards. I'm not good with giving up the 25. Make sure that they don't get anything after the catch. For the Saints today, that is a key. One, you got to come up with turnovers. But two, when somebody makes a play downfield, make that open tackle. Don't let this receiver kind of get away from you. What's the worst thing we see today in pro football? Man, I see some of the worst tackling in the world. <laughs> uh, offensive line play is, is terrible for some teams. I mean, they got probably six or seven teams that are really, really good up front along the offensive line. The rest of them are average at best or terrible. But the tackling comes in a close second. They got guys running free, uh, you know, and somebody misses a tackle. Are they trying to pop the ball out? for a turnover and the guy gets an extra eight yards after the catch. Um, and uh, we're looking at a new NFL today. It, it, okay, it's almost Madden football that you're trying to create something. And maybe we live in that generation of that's what you're going to see for uh, some time frame. But for the Saints, it is key. Stop the run, get pressure on Mac. But when he makes a good throw downfield, don't give him up extra yardage after the catch. That is something that has to be emphasized. Uh, and last week you saw some impromptu stuff with Baker that he was able to sort of step around and step up in the pocket. He makes a throw down field, uh, you know, and, and the guy makes a yardage after the catch. Make the tackle after the catch, right after. And don't give him up that yak yardage. 
Mike, talking about defenses, too. We always hear about Bill Belichick loves to take away a team's best option, loves to take away what they do best. But you know what? On offense for this black and gold squad, I don't know. What is that right now, Mike? Do you think they focus on Kamara or Olave over there in New England? I think that Bill, seeing what's happened last week and, and them getting that little short pass out, I think they feel confident they can they can manage Kamara. Right. I think their fear is with the injuries and the lack of Matt Judon up front, they're not going to get a pass rush like they have in the past. And now you lose Christian Gonzalez. Uh, J.C. Jackson, I think he's going to see a lot of playing time. He knows his system. Come on, and he's not Oppenheimer uh, doing this. He's done it before. Uh, he gets it. Uh, this oil, he only had a couple of days of practice. Well, he been playing with. He played with the Patriots for years. Plural. He understands what they want to do. Uh, my thing about it is, I think that they would probably try to take away Olave and say, okay, throw the ball downfield to someone else. Uh, make, make it happen. What happened last week when Olave was sort of missing in action? What happened to the Saints passing game? Bogged down. Everything was short uh, behind the line of scrimmage. I think Bill saw that like I do. My thing is, okay, if you're not going to beat me with Olave, I'll try to take Olave out uh, and, and pull him away. And we can deal with the little short stuff uh, pretty well. Uh, it's It's an interesting game here. Uh, because of the fact that for the Saints, Derek Carr has got to play better, has to for play sure. better. This league is built upon having a quarterback make plays downfield, and you have the people to do it. Now it's up to him to do it. Now the offensive line play, again, it's shaky at times, but, uh, man, last week Carr had time to throw the ball. And he's, and he's hesitant to throw it downfield. Now, if he's hurt, then he shouldn't be playing. You know, but again, it, it is what it is with this football team right now. The Saints and the Patriots are mirror images of one another on offense. They really don't have an identity. They have to find a couple things that really work for them and, you know, hey, keep banging on the drum with it. Uh, don't Don't reinvent the wheel. Keep going back to it until they stop it. What I see today in this league is a couple of times they make big plays doing certain things to certain people, and then they get away from it. Ah, okay, we're going to figure it out a little bit later. No, you keep going to it until they take it away. The problem with the Saints and the Patriots are the fact that they haven't figured out exactly what they want to do on offense. So like that you- all revolves around the QB. You're taking the under, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Just like LSU and the over. Yeah. Man, it's, USC, it's a safe bet. Uh, how about that USC? You know, it, it took them three overtimes, but they got they to got the there. over. Oh, yeah, they got there. I mean, <laughs> at some point. It's unbelievable. At some point uh, when they set the know? over under to 80 points, they're going to have to get to <laughs> overtime to get to reach that mark. But, Mike, <laughs> last question for you. You kind of mentioned it earlier. No Christian Gonzalez, no Matthew Judon. They're both out indefinitely. I mean, this is Matthew Judon, you've said multiple times, is your oh. most under – appreciated, underrated defensive player in the entire NFL. Christian Gonzalez was someone that you were super high on entering the draft. He's the rookie first-round pick for the Patriots. So without those two guys, who really worries you on this Patriots defense? Man, that's a good question. Uh, they still a good team on defense. 
they're not an upper-level defense without those two guys. Man, you've heard me say this. That's a bunch of horse hockey this next man up. That's crap. Not, not, not with Matthew Judon. Mike. Not, not with Matt Judon and not with Gonzalez. Gonzalez, I thought, was the second-best cornerback coming out in a really good cornerback group this year. The only guy I had ranked higher was Devin Weatherspoon. And we saw Monday night just how good Weatherspoon is. Oh, yeah. Uh, Christian Gonzalez is prototypical. The way he's built, his size, his length, his foot speed, his ability to plant and drive hard to the football. And he finds the ball very, very quickly in flight. Man, Matt Judon, there's nobody like him on this team. No one. Uh, He's a unique athlete in that he's really a 3-4 defensive uh, outside linebacker. But you could play him as a 4-3 defensive end. You could play him as a 3-4 defensive end. I've seen them put him on the nose. Now, okay, now he was 270 pounds. But if I'm a center, i got difficulties with him. Because I know one thing, he's a lot more athletic than I am. And I better get my hands on him real quick. They ranged him all across the board. You know, the Saints don't have to deal with that. And Judon was a special player. He was with the Ravens. They never could come up with a financial uh, an agreement with him to continue. And then he goes to New England. And, man, he, he was a really good player there. He's underappreciated for what he did and how many positions he can play. And, okay, I see where the three guys up front are coming from. But Bill had a way of sort of keep you guessing which side Matt would come from. Sometimes it was the left. Sometimes it was the right. Sometimes it was up the middle. Not having those two guys, that's a big loss or two big losses uh, for the Patriots on what is the strength of their team defensively. Mike, always appreciate your breakdown. Be hearing more from you on the Bud Light Countdown, the kickoff, which will be starting up at 10 a.m. with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Be talking to you soon, Mike. All right, guys. Y'all take care. Thanks, Mike. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.